This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I loved particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to be at home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude I wanted to eat everything, and I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This episode is also a video episode. If you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you do that. It'll be a few days after the podcast come out that the video will be available, but still make sure that you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Also, of course, subscribe to this podcast, share it with a friend, leave a review, all of the things that help make podcasts grow. All right, let's hop right into it. I am very excited to talk on this episode today. And I know I say that every single week, but it's been a few weeks since I've been live in real time giving you guys a message 
the same week that God gave it to me. And I'm very excited to be back on here, especially with the message that God gave me for this episode, because this message is one that I've been learning over the last few months. So you guys hear me talk all the time about my wilderness period where I shut down my business or changed the podcast over all of these different things. And that period that I went through of really just trusting God before he blessed me with Anchor Media and now Anchor Media Studios and all of these different things. But over the last few months, I feel like I've also been in another wilderness period. And essentially the wilderness is just a, a season where God pulls you even closer to him so that he can build you up. Most of the time he takes you out of your usual environment and your usual day to day and disrupts things of some, some way, like some type of divine disruption so that you can truly hear from him and build what he's calling you to build next. So before my divine disruption was this, me, me shutting down my business, but now it no catastrophic event happened per se, but God was really like, hey, come here. <laughs> you know how with the Black mama, you know, I know we have people from all different races and cultures, but I'm going to talk to my folks for a second, my, my, my people for a second. You know, when your mama has a tight lip, teeth clenched, but she's still talking and she's like, hey, come here. <laughs> come get over here. That is what I felt like God was doing. Like, hey, get over here. And I was like, okay, God, like, what, what, what I do? And he was like, hey, I, I need you to sit down for a second because we need to go through a process. And I'm like, okay. And I talked about this a little bit on my YouTube channel. And this is how my schedule really has been different over the last few months where I would wake up at 4 a.m. and work for a couple of hours. But God was adamant about that. 8 a.m. time where I would wake up before, that 8 a.m. time to 12 o'clock, really spending those hours with him and not jumping right into working or spending an hour reading my word and praying and then going to work, but really like spending extended periods of time with him because he was showing me with some things that he needed to teach me and some things that he was doing through me and doing in me to prepare me for my next level. So the Bible says that we go from glory to glory. And I believe that a lot of times the wilderness season gets a bad rap because usually it's a season of discomfort. And some seasons are more uncomfortable than others. So I may not be in a space I was when I shut down my business and I was in financial hardship and really just struggling in a sense of the day-to-day -day and not knowing what was going on, I may not be in that place, but it's still uncomfortable. Like, God, I, I have a business that does well. We are growing. We get new clients all the time. I've barely even been able to market our new service because we're constantly getting new clients and there's a lot of amazing things going on. So you're telling me that I need to work less <laughs> when there's more to do? And so it was still uncomfortable because it was a test of trust. And so for me, I know better. I'm going to obey God because I don't want no smoke. So as I switched things around and heard God clench teeth, tell me to come here, <laughs> I went and I'm like, okay, God, but what are we going to do? And so the first thing he changed was my schedule and say, hey, I need you to spend these extended periods of time with me because I'm teaching you how to dwell. And I was like, what does that mean? A dwelling place is somewhere it, that you live. It's a, a habitat 
And I'm thinking about my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures in Psalm 91. It says that those who dwell in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from daily disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. And so in Psalm 91, a lot of times we speak the promises that come here about how he will protect us from daily disease and we won't be hurt by the disasters that strikes at midday. We hear the promises of this scripture often, but the contingency here is that you have to dwell in the shelter of the almighty. Then you will find rest in the shadow of the most high. So God was showing me, I'm trying to position myself as your dwelling place. And it's necessary for me to position myself as your dwelling place in order for you to truly walk into this next level of glory. So of course, me being the achiever that I am and the ambitious person and always looking for ways to grow. I'm like, well, God, was I not making you my dwelling place? And he had to correct me and say, look, this is not a time to be self-deprecating. This is a time for you to listen and learn so that I can teach you how to build and handle what I'm calling you to do next, right? And so in this period, again, he was showing me a dwelling place is somewhere that you live. And this is what he wants me to teach you guys on this podcast. He says that some of you guys are trying to find meaning and fulfillment and depth and purpose and all of these things. And you're trying to find it in what you do. So whether it's your organization, your ministry, your business, your job, whatever it may be. And God is saying that the key to unlock what you're asking him for or what you're seeking is not in what you can do or produce or create yourself, but it's making him your dwelling place. And the result of that is going to be these promises that we see in scriptures like Psalm 91, but also the desires of your heart. And so he, he highlighted to me, he was like, look at Psalm 91 again. And those who live in the shelter of the most high, I'm starting at the top, will find rest in the shadow of the almighty. Imagine the level of closeness that you have to have with someone to be in their shadow. And what God was showing me was like, yes, we've built this relationship. We've gotten close. We've done, I've done great things through you. Right. I've shown myself time and time again and my glory has been on you. But where we're going next is now a new level of devotion. And I'm like, OK, well, God, what are we going to do? And so over the last few months, he began to just really teach and teach and teach. And so I want to teach this same lesson to you guys, because I, I think I alluded to it on the podcast before. But I was like, um, I'm not really released to give really this message on dwelling place just yet. It's something that I'm learning and figuring out. And so over the last few months, God has been really working with me on this. And he wanted to share, wanted me to share with you guys about truly understanding, again, how a dwelling place is a place of residence. It's a home and you're going to live somewhere. Right. You wake up and go throughout your life every single day. You're going to dwell somewhere, but whether you dwell in a sanctuary and in rest and protection and covering and peace that surpasses all understanding or in a place of chaos is 100% up to what you choose to do. For example, do you live in your thoughts? Do you dwell in what you think? Or do you dwell in the word of God? 
Do you live in the world and culture and what society wants you to do or the business world or wherever uh, your culture and all of these different things? Do you live there or do you dwell in the shelter of the most high? We're living in one place or the other, whether we choose to or not. But what he was teaching me and trying to teach you is we have to be very mindful and cognizant and making sure that we are dwelling in his presence and creating a life around him being our refuge, our strong tower, that place where we have strength. And what frustrates me a lot about Christian culture right now is I believe that a lot of people are doing a disservice by not teaching things such as repentance and righteousness and a full devotion to Christ as our Lord especially in this business space. And I never want to intentionally or unintentionally make it seem like God is anything less than our master. We have to look at God as our master and truly be faithful servants. And what God was teaching me is a new level of being a servant. So when you, again, when you live somewhere, you don't just visit and go and then leave and come back. But he was like, there are different areas that make up your dwelling place, the foundation of your life, where you live on the day to day. It's your emotions, your mind, your body, your spiritual life, your social life, your work life, your family life. These are seven main areas that make up where we reside on a day to day. And God was dealing with me one by one by one. And I believe that he's calling me to talk about this on this podcast today because he wants you to do the same thing. Take inventory of your dwelling place so that you can make the adjustments necessary to truly rest in God. So let's take them one by one. And y'all know me, I am the queen of wanting to be practical. I don't want to get too deep so where we don't know how to live this out. So let's break out these main areas because in order to really create a lifestyle of devotion and dwelling in Christ, you have to address each one of these areas and make them a living sacrifice for him. I know you guys hear me talk about God being your CEO of your business. I have on a t-shirt right now that says God is my CEO, but I also want to emphasize that God before any of that and what he can do and the promises and all that we're believing in him for, he has to be our master and he has to be our Lord. He is our God. Think about that because so many times it's this for that, right? But he is our Lord, our master. We serve him. We bow to him. And approaching the day-to-day with that type of mindset is going to unlock a depth in your relationship with God that I cannot emphasize enough. Because I know for me, I got used to God leading me in business. Like I used to seeking God on things he wanted me to do and then going out and do it. I got used to praying to God and, you know, doing, uh, fighting in the spirit and doing all these things and reading my word. I got used to the righteous lifestyle, but with God, this new level of dwelling, what he was teaching me is how to serve him in a new way. To truly serve God in a new level, you have to serve him as your master, as your ruler, as your Lord, because that's who he is and create an environment to where you're a living sacrifice for him.
my husband and I uh, do Bible studies together on Tuesday. So this was something that he came up with where he wanted us to sit together and study the word together. And this week we were reading Romans 12 and it's talking about being a living sacrifice. And it just truly drove this point home for me as I was even preparing my podcast note. Like, how can I present my life as a living sacrifice to God? And so again, the different things that make up the foundation of your life are your emotions, your mind, your body, your spiritual life, your social life, your work life, and your family life. Let's start with emotions. You guys hear on this show all the time I talk about, I feel, but I know. In order to unlock a new level of depth in your relationship with God, you're going to have to practice acknowledging what you feel, but standing on what you know. And what you know is the word of God. Now, as I go through these different elements of your life, I'm going to provide various resources and things of that nature. So any resources that I mentioned, like books and things like that, click the link in the show notes. I'm just going to put together a quick list of them all with the links to make it easy for you so that you can uh, find it and utilize it in your life. So again, your emotions and your mind, I'm going to use those interchangeably uh, because they they go hand in hand, in my opinion. When you're unlocking a new level of depth in your life, you have to have the day-to-day practice of I feel, but I know. So whenever these emotions come up, I'm angry. I'm, I'll tell you what's come up for me in therapy many times. <laughs> I'm impatient. But I know that there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. I know that the vision is for an appointed time and it will not be delayed. I know the word of God. I feel impatient. But I have to stand, act, and make decisions upon what I know, which is the word of God. Same thing for you. On a day-to-day, as these emotions come up, various emotions come up that pulls you out of that dwelling place. Take those thoughts captive. Cast them out. Uproot them and then plant the word of God in their place. There's a book that I used a lot at the beginning when I didn't know a lot of, I couldn't just, I didn't have the memory to recall a lot of the scriptures on my own. I used Joyce Meyer book, The Power of Speaking God's Word. It's a small book. It's purple. It can fit in your purse. It's categorized by emotions. And you literally can open up and you can go to impatience and it'll take you to scriptures that are specific to how you feel. And so when these emotions come up that are contrary to the word of God, when the enemy plants these negative thoughts in your mind, when these feelings come up that make you want to pull away from God in any type of way, use those scriptures and you speak them and you speak them and you speak them. This episode is brought to you by Abide. If the first thing you do when you wake up is look at your phone, then try this instead. Instead of checking social media, open the Abide app and start your day in the spirit and peace of Christ. Abide is the number one Christian meditation app. Abide users report less stress, lower levels of anxiety and depression, and better sleep. Start your day with Abide Daily Meditation. Now, again, we meditate on the word here, not anything else. So based on biblical scripture, these audio meditations will center you and draw you closer to Christ. For a limited time, our listeners will get 25% off a premium subscription when you visit abide.co slash Tatum. Abide meditations start at two minutes long. They're easy to fit into your schedule and feature topics like overcoming anxiety, managing stress, addiction and recovery, finding forgiveness, and more. And at the end of the day, 
find deep rest with Abide Bedtime Stories. Based on the Bible, they're great for kids and adults alike. Join the millions of people using Abide, including Grammy Award-winning singers, church leaders, and Christians just like you. Get started now with 25% off a premium subscription by downloading the Abide app at abide.co slash Tatum. You'll get additional stories and meditations, premium music, soothing sounds, and more. Support this show and get 25% off by going to abide.co slash Tatum. That's A-B-I-D-E dot C-O slash Tatum. And Tatum is spelled T-A-T-U-M. To download the Abide app and get 25% off your premium subscription. Something else you can do to create a dwelling place when it re- as it relates to your emotions and your mind is going to therapy to work through your trauma. We have a sponsor in a podcast that offers online therapy. Work through your trauma. Work through those underlying behaviors and emotions and situations that create aspects of your personality and your behavior that are not in alignment with who God has called you to be. Go to a licensed therapist to work through some of those things. Something else you can do is to protect your ear gate and your eye gate. So pay attention to what you watch, what you listen to. And especially as believers in this society that we're in, we can get lax with it. We have to pay attention to what's creating an environment that's separating us from having the depth of the relationship that we want to have with God. It doesn't make sense. If you are celibate and waiting for God to send your husband and saving yourself for marriage, and then you're watching shows and TVs and uh, TVs, and you're watching movies and shows and things of that nature that spark lust on the inside of you. But these are the, the small things that take us away from God on a day to day. I read a, um, a study recently on NIH about I was preparing something for my coaching program. And I read a study about how digital media media impacts the brain. So it was saying how like using your phone and not even just social media, but just screen time and using your devices in general, how it erases or works against your ability to focus. And it said intensive digital media use is uh, reduces working memory capacity. And in psychological problems, it can form depression, anxiety, and sleep disorders. And also it influences the level of comprehension. So when you're reading on a screen, you comprehend less by reading in a book. So it says the latter talking about comprehension is a rather surprising example showing that reading complex stories or interconnected facts in a printed book leads to better recall of the story of details and the connection between facts than reading the text on a screen. So that even speaks to why some of you guys may not be able to really internalize and digest the word of God because you're looking at it on the screen as opposed to really sitting and opening up the book. But just looking at this study and how it was saying that intensive digital media use relates to impairments in your working memory uh, and even simply seeing a smartphone, not even using it, it lowers your working memory capacity and it leads to decreased performance in cognitive tasks. Due to the fact that part of the working memory resources are busy ignoring the phone. So even if you're not using the phone, the fact that you have it and see it, you're automatically decreasing your performance in cognitive tasks. It's so interesting to me and how the mind works. 
and also the level of closeness we can get to God when we really just take a second to think, how can I present my emotions and my mind as a living sacrifice to God? And this is what he had me do over the last few months. So here I am thinking, oh, I'm good. I'm doing all of the things, right? God, I'm hearing from you. I'm doing what you tell me to do. We, you know, you're blessing me. I'm blessing people. We're doing all of these different things. And he's like, no, 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 more. And I'm looking at it like time, right? I was so focused on like the four hours where I'm like, God, I, I'm not doing what I need to do in my business. So how can I serve you well in my business if I'm not working from this time to this time? And so what he was showing me was like, this isn't a forever thing, but I'm trying to teach you some things for right now. You'll go back to working regular hours in a second, but I, I need you to come here so I could show you some things. I need you to submit. I need you to make me your dwelling place. I need you to submit every aspect of your life as a living sacrifice for me. And it's these little details that we don't think about. It's these little things that make big differences. And I didn't realize it until God really sat me down and showed me these things. And so again, thinking about Romans 12, submitting my body as a living sacrifice and thinking about God showing me the, to, to rest in the shadow of the almighty and how close I have to be to him to reap some of these benefits that come along with being a kingdom citizen. He, it, man, I can't even explain to y'all how my mind has been blown, but also how grateful I am that God cares about the details of my life and that he loves me so much and he wants to be so close to me that he'll sit me down and teach me how to serve him better. So those are some things that I was looking at and that I wanted to tell you about, about the emotions and the mind. So even talking about the phone, I started getting off, putting my phone down. Man, I love this focus mode thing that this iPhone has where I could set. I have a section on there that says like time with God. Nobody can reach me but my husband and our nanny. And that's it. And she doesn't text me usually unless it's in for a reason. So that's why she can get through. And of course, my husband can always reach me. But I cut that thing off. I don't see nothing. I could have 50 million missed calls. I would have no idea. My phone might as well be frozen when it's in focus mode. Eliminating the social media apps off my phone, not reading anything on the phone, making sure that I'm reading. I mean, I've always been a physical book type of girl anyway. But even sometimes I will read on the phone like, okay, let me just use this because it's in my hand. But even making a conscious decision to say, no, I'm putting this down. I'm taking a step away from any of my electronic devices. Not even realizing how these things were having an impact on my brain and the natural and also moving me away from God. It's, I'm, uh, all right, let's move on. Because I don't know if this is mind blowing to y'all, but it's mind blowing to me. Because a lot of the times we do want this closeness with God. We want, we see the success or the fruit and we want the fruit. But the Bible says, if you abide in me and I in you, then you will bear much fruit, right? And in order to, when you're abiding in something, you're fixed, you're attached, you're living there, right? You're dwelling there. So we want the fruit. We have to grasp this concept of truly dwelling in God. And then after that, live it out, right? The Bible says, don't just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. So after we hear this and we understand, okay, God, I want to make you my dwelling place. Now it's time to address these areas of our life and make them obey God, make them submit to God, make your mind submit to God. 
This episode is brought to you by NPR. As a Black woman, it is just so important to have Black stories and to see myself represented in the media. As a mother of two beautiful Black little boys, it's important for me to show them representations of themselves in the media so that they can be inspired and know that the possibilities are endless for them and their futures, and also so that they can see their stories told. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. It's that season, y'all. And by season, I mean allergy season. I'm someone who has seasonal allergies and it's the worst. My nose gets stuffy. My throat gets scratchy. Sometimes I'll come on and want to record my podcast and sound like a grown man. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I have been using Claritin D for many years. One of the biggest struggles that I have with my allergies is that they usually cause sinus problems as well. So Claritin D has been such a relief for me because it addresses not just the allergies, but the sinus issues that happen as a result of the allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Make your body submit to God. When I was going through these different areas of my life, I was like, man, I hate working out, right? <laughs> I've changed my diet. I am a vegan, so I eat uh, no meat, no dairy, but I eat seafood. And my diet has been that way since, man, it'll be a year soon. Uh, November is when I gave up meat and dairy, just like that. And so I work out. I have a trainer. We work out multiple times a week. I hate working out. Don't think I'll ever love it. But something switched when I started looking at this. 
I understood submitting my body as a sacrifice as it related to like what I ate, but God was showing me like, no, look at working out as worshiping me as well. This is another opportunity for you to serve me by taking care of the temple that I've given you. And it was just such an aha moment for me. I don't know if I ever love working out, but I, I'm going to be that much more disciplined in doing what it takes because I'm looking at it now as worship in another way that I can honor God. Something else I want you guys to understand as we're breaking out these areas, I haven't even gotten to anything as it relates to business and what you could build. Nothing. I've been talking for, let me look, 30 minutes. It ain't said nothing about what you can build in your business and all of these things. And so many of us get frustrated because we want God to bless us with the business, the organization, the thing. We want his hand. But this is how you seek God's heart. This is how you submit to him as your Lord so that he can change you and renew you and build you up to who he saw before he formed you in your mother's womb. This is how that business and whatever it is you do produce won't overtake you. This is how you maintain your integrity. This is how you don't gain the world and lose your soul. This is how you don't get the success and then lose your mind and lose your family. By remembering that what's important above everything is what we're talking about here. Now, your spiritual life is obvious, right? This is an obvious way that you serve God. You use your gifts to serve the kingdom, pay your tithes, Live righteously, repent and turn back to God when you fall short, spend consistent time with him and then do what he says. Don't just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word, read, study, apply the word. It's a little bit more black and white when it comes to the spiritual stuff, but I want you to look at every other aspect of your life and think, how can I submit this area to my life as a sacrifice for God? How can I go to my job and be a light in the workplace and look for ways to serve? It is irritating to see, you know, the trend of I'm going to do the bare minimum. What? That's cute. Is that really cute? To go to work and do the bare minimum for what? You only want to be a witness if you're on a podcast or if you're on a stage or if you're writing this book or if you're in this coaching program. You only want to be a witness there. But don't nobody, can nobody tell you no God by how you show up to work every day by how you talk to the people that's in your day-to-day -day life. How can I surrender every area of my life to God? God, how can I make you my dwelling place? These are the questions I want you to take to your quiet time. When it comes to your social life, how can I dedicate this to God? You do this by, or some tips, spend quality time with good people, godly people. People who know the Lord, people who will hold you accountable, people you can have a good time with. Y'all ain't got to be sitting down reading the word 24-7. You can have a good time, go out to eat, travel, do the things that you love to do, but spending quality time with good people, godly people. That can be wise counsel where iron can sharpen iron that you can pour into and they can pour into you. Spending less time with folks who just want to talk about what's going on in the shade room or who just want to gossip and spill tea and tell everybody's business and talk about folks, all of that. Cutting that off and say, God, how can I serve you even in my social life? 
And if you don't have those people, I get it. You can join different communities, join groups at your church. We have the society here and not even just trying to plug my stuff. Wherever you can find your people, find them and go and connect with them. When it comes to your family life, God, how can I dwell in, with you in my family life? If you're a wife, manage your home well and serve your husband. Submit to your husband. I know everybody don't like that word. But if you married the right one, because half of the problem, we ain't going to get into that. <laughs> but if you married the right one, you can submit to him because he submits to the Lord. But God, how can I dwell with you in my family life? Praying for your family. Raising your children up in the way that they should go if you have kids. One of the, the most beautiful things I see in my household with my son specifically, whenever he cries, he sings, Jesus loves me. And every single time it melts my heart because I always sang that to him when he was fussy or upset, because what I wanted him to get across is that God is his comforter. That was the message I had in my head, but like he's two, right? I can't say, Hey, stop crying. God is your comforter. But I would just hold him close and rock him be patient and sing Jesus loves me. So now when he cries, he self-soothes by singing Jesus loves me. And I'm like, man, I ain't going to always get it right every time as a parent, but I, I did that. Or even my husband, my husband does the, the bedtime routine. So now as uh, soon as my, uh, they get it, go into the room, my son is like, uh, read the Bible, Psalms 8. I think he, was, he reads him Psalms <laughs> at night. And so my son's like, Psalms 8, Lord, our Lord. Like he's learning, but he's looking at the Bible as something that can provide him value and comfort. But us as individuals and us being believers and really wanting to walk this out, not perfectly, but intentionally and consistently, God, how can I make my family life a dwelling place? So this is what I've been up to. Over the last few months, I wanted to come on here and share it with you guys because, yes, we're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about what you need to do to build this business. But none of that matters without you truly being devoted to God and surrendered to him, not just as your CEO, but as your Lord, as your master, making your gifts and talents submit to him, your day to day submit to him, every aspect of your life that we named here emotions, mind, body, spiritual life, social life, work life, family life. When you spend the next time you go into prayer, say, God, how can I dwell in you in these areas? How can I surrender and submit these areas of my life to you? And then come up with a plan. I gave you a few suggestions and I'll put some resources that I mentioned on a download for you. I got you. Just look at the link in the show notes, but I really want to leave you with that. Because if I'm just leading you to God on behalf of your business, then my job is incomplete. I want to lead you to God for your soul. I want to lead you to God to, to become who he saw. I want to lead you to God so that he can change you, transform your life, and his will will be done in you. That's, that's what I want. And if it's a business, great. If it's not, cool. So we already over the time I like the podcast to be. I'm going to stop it here. In your prayer times, God, how can I dwell in you in every area of my life? What does this look like for me?
And then send me a DM on Instagram or something or let me know, send me an email how it's gone. What did he say? I love when you guys message me and say, I had my business meeting with God and oh my gosh, it was so amazing. I want you to do the same thing. God, how can I dwell in you? How do I make you my, my refuge on a day-to-day, not just somewhere I come into my prayer closet or I go to church and I go to these places, but how do I in how do I truly abide in you? What does that look like? Where am I breaking away? And ask him, he'll tell you. So that's it for this podcast. Again, make sure you subscribe, rate the show, follow me on Instagram at Tatum Tamia, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, and yeah, I love you guys. I'll see you in the next episode. Work hard, work hard, work hard.